It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center, playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Here we go. The last hour of the Lawn and Garden Show this morning. We're having a great time talking to our audience here at the 30th annual Fall Atlanta Home Show at the Cobb Galleria. They are so smart. They are so excited because they're going to get to go into the home show at 10 when it opens after having seen an hour's worth of Dave Baker. Dave Baker, the host of the Home Fix It Show, is here. He will be broadcasting live from this stage from 9 a.m. until 12 noon. You don't want to miss that. But you'll at least get into the show for free, and you can come back and listen to Dave and do all you want to during the morning. WSB has a presence here all day. We've got Dave, 9 to noon, right. Belinda Skelton, Atlanta Living. That begins at 1. So they can see WSB personalities throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. This is a big day, too, at Pike Nursery because today is grilling in the garden day. They have drinks, hot, uh, hot dogs, I believe, are going to be available as well. And everything except sod and gift cards is on sale for 20% off at all Pike Nursery locations. So if you have things you want to buy or plant or beautify that died, you want to replace, today would be a good idea. Yeah. Come on in. It is beautiful. We've got all the mums, of course, are out, and we've got uh, pumpkins everywhere. I've never seen so many pumpkins in my life. It's beautiful, but it's just really, it's really pretty. It's pretty You still have here. that deal for you, as many pumpkins as you yeah, can hold? Yeah, as many as you can carry. It's I forgot how much it is. It's a set price, but you... And that's what the, the kids always encourage somebody to say, oh, get one more pumpkin yeah. in there. And then they, and they drop there. everything on the yeah. roll around yeah, on the yeah, floor. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's fun, though. It really is. So if you want to get some pumpkins, today is the day to go to Pike. And, you know, fall is the time for sort of bright orange, brown, yellow colors. Yeah. And croton is a doggone good croton. plant. Croton, croton is just awesome. I always have one on my front porch with yeah. my pansies and my mums in the fall. And if it gets real cold, I'll bring it in. and then, So I can usually keep it out until... At least thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Croton's a great plant. I mean, that's 20% off as well. 404-872-0750 is the number on Lawn and Garden. Jane in Smyrna joins us. Hey, Jane. Good morning. Hey, good morning, y'all. Hi. Hey. Uh, well, um, I have these distillium, and they're, they're wonderfully healthy and beautiful and green, and they're the right size because I needed to fill up a big area. But... Um, they're not the shape. They don't grow in the shape naturally that the card says they do. They oh. set a mounding shape. Mine have grown into an inverted, wide-based V yeah. shape. Yeah. They go uh, outwards. Yeah. Yes, yes. So my question is, I guess, um, can, I, can I get them into a mounding shape? Um, Will they, you know, by pruning only once which a year, one? or do I have to keep doing it every three months, or, or Do what? you know which which one you've got? Have oh, you it's got vintage jade. It's vintage supposed jade. to be, yeah, right. it's supposed to be the lowest growing one. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it's grown to, to be four by seven, so. Right, they do get wide. Mm -hmm. um, I think what you're going to have to do is take off the lower leaves, maybe, that are the, are they the widest ones? Is that the way it's growing? Yes. That's what uh -huh. I've been seeing. I'd go ahead and take those off, you know. And take maybe the bottom it, ones off? If, if, they're, if they're the widest ones, yeah, go ahead and uh -huh. take those off. That's what I think I'd do. 
Dicillium yeah. is a plant, a shrub that I haven't had much experience it, with. It's Vicky. new to us, yeah. and that's what we're we're kind of experimenting yeah. with it now. Yeah. But I, I yeah. saw one the other day, and that's what the lady had done to it, and it looked fine because it's so low. It, usually, you take the tops of things off, mm -hmm. but the bottom leaves are the ones that are wide, and she had just taken those off, and it looked fine. It is so. tough, tough, tough as nails. Yeah. So that's well, one of the things. Tolerant. Yeah, and drought tolerant, great plant. It's replaced get, the Ottolucan laurel. Yeah, if you get used places. to the shape and how it grows, mm -hmm. and you can prune back to whatever you like in your landscape, then distillium, D I S T Y L I U M, distillium would be a good choice to consider at yeah, least. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Well, one more, one more thing about that. If if I were to just take a head share and go around, and and cut off all those. Um, branches that are the V-shape and, and yeah. make it, force it to be a mountain shape. Sure. How, I'd have to prune it how often to keep it that way? Well, you're not going to just prune half the leaf. You're going to do that leaf all the way back. You're not going to do it with shears. You're going to do it with pruners. I but think. could you shear it? Could you shear it back to a bush? If you shear it, you're going to have the ugly the ugly ends. The ends on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd rather take it all the way back. Okay. Well, I'll give that a try. And give it a try. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Thanks for calling, Jane. Okay. Bye. Sure about We've got, let's say, Chuck in Roswell, Georgia. Hey, Chuck. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, actually, live in Columbus, but I'm up here for a volleyball <laughs> tournament. Oh man. But, uh, I have a question about nutsedge. Uh, back yeah. in the spring, I used two applications of a product called Image. Yeah. Uh, it, I think it fertilized the nutsedge. <laughs> and then uh, about two weeks ago, I used a bear product in a silver bag. I, I'm sorry, I don't remember the, which one it was. Yeah. But it had nutsedge as one of the things that was, would kill. Uh, but neither of them have been effective. Don't think that you'll get results immediately. Both Image and most of the other nutsedge controllers are absorbed by the roots, and it hadn't rained a lot. And so unless you've got that chemical right around the roots for a good period, for four weeks, I think, it'll take that long for it to get absorbed by the roots. The sage ender. Sage ender. Sage ender, yes. Sage ender is a product that Pike carries, and that works pretty well. But again, for all of them, I think they have to be absorbed before they really make any difference. Okay, so I need to water uh, more often then. I, I water about once a week. Yeah, I think if you were doing the once a week, I recommend it two or three times. But once a week, one inch at a time, that should be plenty. And that'll get the chemical down where it needs to be so the weeds can absorb it. Yeah. And one other uh, quick question, is there a good way to quickly get rid of a Bradford pear stump? Oh, Lord. Roundup. <sighs> I, I cut, I, I think if you cut it off, and right when you first cut it yeah. off, then put straight Roundup on it. And that That'll do right. as good like as you can say, get, but I'll bet a nickel it will not get full, complete control of oh, that exactly. Bradford pear. That's like... Yeah, it's like cutting sprays. a brick with a chainsaw. It, it's, yeah. uh, it's an old one. It's about a foot and a half in diameter, and it took forever to get a chainsaw through it. And uh, it, we're trying to get rid of the stump now, and it's just real difficult. Bradford pear turned out to be one of those plants, trees, that we thought, boy, this is the so greatest pretty. thing. It's so pretty in the spring. got white flowers. This is glossy green leaves in the summertime. 
It grows fast. You gotta have a brass repair in your landscape. Ooh, we, yeah. Yeah. ooh, we wrong on that one because we thought that brass repair would be sterile; that it would not have seeds it's that wrong. would would uh, propagate. But it turned out that if you got another variety of brass repair or of calorie repair, that's what they're all called, another variety of calorie repair nearby, they did pollinate each other. You did get seeds, and you could have the most miserable Thorny. time in the world with those thorns. They will go through tractor tires, car tires. They're awful. So Chuck, do what Mickey just said. Take the chainsaw, cut the stump down, nice fresh cut, put glyphosate on the edge, the cut edge Straight. of the stump. Straight glyphosate, right on there. The same stuff that's in Roundup. And don't be surprised if you get some sprouts four, five, 10 feet away. And those too, keep them Give cut back. Day. Don't let them ever grow very large. You wanna starve them to death. I have to say also, Pike doesn't carry Roundup anymore. We carry Cleanup, which has Cleanup, the glyphosate yeah. in it. And, that's, and I used that the other day on a locust tree, a black locust, Ooh. and those are horrible to cut down. And I used that, and I, I'm hoping that it'll keep it from free sprouting. Let's go to Susan in Bogart, Georgia. Hey, Susan, good morning. Hi, it's Ball Ground, Georgia. <laughs> it's what, Georgia? Ball Ground. Oh, oh ball, ball ground. ground. Crystal, Crystal put Bogart in here, but very <laughs> nice fine. places. Either place is a nice place to live. Well, so how's morning. it in ball ground today? What's going on in ball ground? Uh, well, I don't really know. I'm on my way to Smyrna to take care of my 99-year-old mother. Oh, oh Lord. <laughs> but Tell her I we said hey. Tell her we I all will. said hello. I will. I wanted to talk to you about my jade plant. I had talked to you about six or eight weeks ago. Yeah. I have... I had a beautiful jade plant that was my father-in-law's who's passed away, and it was about 18 inches high and beautiful. It was, And the leaves started falling off. So I looked on the Internet, and it said to replant it with new soil. I did that. Then the leaves kept falling off. When I called you, the leaves, I thought it was just about God. And you suggested I put it outside under a tree, which yeah. was a very good idea. It starts, the leaves are coming back, and it looks healthy again. But right. now I'm wondering what I do with winter coming on. When should we bring I bring it back, it back inside? When but nighttime we, temperatures are 50 degrees and it's falling. So if okay. Kirk Mellish says, it's going to be 50 degrees tonight, 49 tomorrow, 48 the day after that, then you say, hey, it's time to bring my jade plant in and my, all your other tropical hibiscus and things like that. Right. Um, I, I keep my Christmas cactus out on a little yeah. underneath the umbrella of my patio. Same thing. Uh -huh. All those come in when it's 50 and falling. Well, great. I appreciate that. It's more of a sentimental thing, really. Than, oh, yeah. You know, my father allows. I'm trying to keep it alive. So, I'm really, really pleased at putting it outside for the summer under the tree outside. Did that good of a job yeah. at rejuvenating it because that's what the jade plant is a succulent. It wants a lot of light on it. And so uh -huh. by putting it outside, you gave it a lot more light than it ever gets inside. And uh -huh. so it sounds like it really appreciated it. And next year, do the same thing. Bring it outside when temperatures are 50 and rising. And before you know it, it'll be back to the same beauty you had before, your father-in-law had before. I have to well, say, I, I usually... I, when I do garden clubs and I do uh, one on houseplants, I say, who's got the oldest houseplant? And it's always either a Christmas cactus or a jade plant. Yeah, everybody keeps it there. So, great plants. So um, special to people that yeah. have got one that they probably lost. She said that. 
It's 817 News Talk WSB. We will be back after this. It's Scott Slate. Did you know you can listen to Walter Reeves on Saturday mornings on your Amazon Echo or Dot? And me too, weekday mornings. Just say, Alexa, play WSB. And we're on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's news and talk. Here's Walter. 823 at News Talk WSB. I should say 95.5 WSB to say it one time like I'm supposed to. And also to remind you that the AJC newspaper continues its exclusive investigation of how, that exposes how Georgia fails to protect senior citizens and how their families had no way of knowing what's really going on. If you have someone in a nursing home, or a living home, and a lot of us do, this is an investigation you really need to read because they are exposing all sorts of things going on that you don't want to know about that's happening to your elder folks in your family. So you can read the investigation, search our database at AJC.com. The name of the investigation is Unprotected, so AJC.com slash Unprotected. My friends, you will learn a lot and some things in there you don't want to know. Let's go back to the phones. We've got time for, I think, one caller right now. Who's been waiting the longest now? We've got Marcus in Douglasville. Hey, Marcus. <laughs> Hello, Walter. Hello, oh, Walter. Hey, Marcus. I didn't have my headphones on, Marcus, so I couldn't hear you. I thought, what is okay, Marcus? Right. He's talking. All right. Uh, what's going on, Marcus? Okay, so this is the story. Yeah. Not too long drawn up. Um, I have a, a, a aloe vera uh, plant that I've had for like two years and it only has one root. And so, um, I had it inside the house when I first got it Mm -hmm. and, uh, it started, it was green at one point in time. It never grew in the house. It always stayed the same size. And then it all, it all of a sudden started turning purple. Uh, so I didn't know, if I was giving it too much water, I, you know, the only time that I really water it is when the when the soil is dry. Were you uh, listening so a few minutes ago when I talked to the lady about her jade plant and how it was yeah. falling apart and then she put it outside? Right. Aloe, just like a jade plant, is a succulent, and succulents right. love light. And so inside the house, you can read, sure, but the plant that is in the light in the house has thousands of times less light than they really would like to have. And so use the same right. for the advisor or take it outside under a little tree that doesn't give it full sun, but gives it bright sun or bright shade, I guess. That is the best thing you can do. Okay. So my question now, which I did that, and I've seen it start growing, and it's okay. great. It looks good. good. But my question now is when the winter time comes, how do I care for it? Because it's going to get pretty cold outside. You bring it back inside. Can't leave it outside, it'll freeze. Um, yeah. If you've got a light, plant lights are cheap, inexpensive, and some of them, Marcus, are LEDs that don't take much energy to run them. And right. uh, you can hang one right above the aloe vera and let it grow. I think that'd be a thing to consider, at least, is getting an LED and putting it above your aloe vera, what, two, three, four inches above the plant, and uh-huh. see if it doesn't respond to that inside the house, even. Okay, all right. And if it doesn't, then what would you back, suggest? Back out in the spring in <laughs> you know, mid to late March, the sunshine is what it needs. I'm right. just positive of that. The sunshine is what will make that aloe plant be so much happier. And so we'll yeah. get it sort of taken care of during the wintertime with the lights. 
But I think next year, next spring, when you put it outside, it's going to be a lot happier outdoors. And so we'll get okay. it outside and get it to grow fast outside. Okay. That's great. Now, what do you think about the uh, it just only having that one root? That little small stem of a root. Yeah. I don't know why that is. I think if you put it outside and get more light, the roots may just grow along the, the foliage of the plant. I mean, roots, roots may get bigger, too. Have you fertilized? You think, you might try fertilizing. I, don't, I don't have it in a big pot either, so do you think I need to transfer it to a bigger pot? wouldn't hurt. If you've got anything less than a 6-inch pot, I'd go up to at least an 8 or maybe a 10-inch pot. It would need, need to uh, go a little bit higher so it gets a little bit more room for the roots to, go, to grow into. It's 827 at News Talk WSB. This is Lawn and Garden. In the next uh, half hour, we're going to have to talk to Mickey Gasway about what is on sale at Pike Nursery. We've mentioned it several times this morning. It's a great sale. And we'll have more of that in the Lawn and Garden Show after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center, playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. 30 minutes to go, no, 25 minutes to go, friends. If you are not at the Cobb Galleria by 9 a.m., you do not get into the home show for free. We're broadcasting live from the Cobb Galleria this morning. Our audience has grown steadily this morning, and they are all going to be able to listen to Dave Baker for an hour, and then the show will start at 10 o'clock, and these folks will get in free. Every Saturday at 8.35, I get the pleasure of talking to Mickey Gasway, and she announces what is the thing at Pike that is on sale that weekend. And today, it's yes. everything. It's everything. It's everything. No. This is Grilling in the Garden Day at Pikes. It's yeah. one of our favorite events. And everything in the store is 20% off. Your whole, your whole uh, purchase will be 70, I mean 20% off. Uh, there are a couple of exceptions. Um, services like planning services. Um, um, Sod. Sod. Yeah, what was the sod. other thing? Gift there? cards. Gift cards. Yeah. Those are three things that are, and things that are already on sale. It's whichever's the cheapest. Okay. So today, right if you have any intention of landscaping your yard or getting new plants to put in your landscape, 20% is not nothing. 20% right. is good. 20% is a good sale on yes. these plants. And going to Pike and just wandering right in and saying, I'll take one of that, two of that, three yeah. of that and some fertilizer and a little bit of soil amendment to make the soil soft, that's what I'll do. Think about $100, that's $20. You and they're going to feed you a hot dog, a hot dog and a drink dog. today too, that's great. <clears throat> awesome people at Pike. Absolutely. What about classes, any classes or grilling in the not, garden notes today? Not this week, they don't have okay. any classes at all. I'm sure they will come. Yeah, soon. it will. Yeah, we've got one, I, I'm doing one in October on, um, of fall containers. Okay. That's gonna be fun. But another thing we'll be doing in October is Mickey and I will be sharing the table, the stage at Holcomb, Holcomb Bridge. Bridge. Holcomb Bridge. Mm -hmm. October the Pikes. Fifth? Yeah. Fifth. fifth. October the fifth. Saturday. Mickey and I will be at Holcomb Bridge Pike. Do a remote broadcast there. We just about always have Chick-fil-A chicken biscuits there, so you get fed there as well. And it's another one of those times where you can come ask questions during the breaks and have fun to Talk to each other and uh, eat and visit. That's what we do. And shop. and shop. And shop, too. That's true. <laughs> and one of the things that finds, I find most remarkable is that just about every remote we do at Pike 
there's two or three people standing outside the door at 6 a.m. Yeah. I think, why are you here? It's 6 a.m. Don't you have here. something better to do? <laughs> I think, I'm here. i got to be here because I'm paid to do this, but <laughs> you don't have to do that. And they do anyway. Uh, hard to believe. All right, back to the phones. Who's next, uh, Ashley? There we go. Yeah, that one right there. We got uh, Kim. That's it. Kim in Decatur, GA. Join us, Kim. You're on Lawn and Garden. Taking my call. I appreciate it. Sure. Um, I have some absolutely, they're like the most beautiful hydrangea, in my opinion. Um, they're Teller Blue Lace Caps. Okay, nice. Uh, but, I, yeah. but I have some fungus spots on them. And I was looking online and it said, oh, just cut them back and get rid of all the leaves. Well, yeah, but then I wouldn't have any blooms next spring. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what do you suggest? Leave them alone. Leave them alone. Leave clean them up alone. underneath them yeah. when you get through. Huh? Clean up all, rake, when they fall off. Rake the dead leaves out from underneath them and put them in the compost pile, or maybe just might be better to yeah, discard them. them. Yeah, get rid of them out of out of your landscape, and just don't worry the about it. No, no, the no, leaves, no, the leaves. The just the oh, leaves that fall after off. After they fall off. Yeah. Okay. Should I put? Should I try putting a fungicide on them right now? No. 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 Just forget about it. Yeah, this is it's so late in the season, and in just a couple of yeah. weeks, all the leaves are going to fall off anyway. And so it just doesn't make sense to spend yeah. money on something that's not going to do a lot of yeah. good this time of year. And why not just leave them alone and enjoy the flowers next year? And fungicides cool. are preventives. They're not curatives. Yeah. And so, okay, so you want to put... start it next spring. before The first time you see a spot, you need to start spraying then, and then you can prevent it. I'll probably do it before I even see a spot next spring. Yeah, that's fine. But be sure and clean up underneath. Okay, I will do that. Great. These are just these are just such a pretty, pretty bloom. Great. Thanks. Thanks for calling, Kim. It's great talking to you. Gary in Duluth is joining us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Gary. Good morning. Hey, Walter. Good morning. Listen, uh, I've had issues with moles in my lawn and I can't seem to get rid of them. You have any ideas on that? Who did I talk to? There's somebody here. <laughs> right those here. Folks right the first people <laughs> yeah. that came this morning to the broadcast came to me and said, what can I do about my moles? <laughs> I should make him come up here and, and tell you right now. Well, I'll tell you what I told him. If you have traps, if you have mothballs, if you have crushed glass, if you have chew, juicy fruit chewing gum, if you have poison worms, how many other things have I seen that are used to control moles? They are either too much trouble to use or they don't work very well at all, or maybe not work at period, like juicy fruit chewing gum does not repel moles. The poison worms will kill the mole if the mole eats the worm, and that's hard to get the mole to eat the worm. Traps right. are sure they'll kill them. Yeah, a trap will kill them just fine. If you get the mole to go under the trap, so the trap you know, releases its spears in. So the gentleman here that came this morning, I said, your best bet is just to stomp down the tunnels. Stomp is a good horticultural word. You stomp down the tunnels and make it so uncomfortable for that mole to live in your house or live in your yard that he moves somewhere else. Mickey the Gasway was looking, listening to me um, over, over my shoulder. She said she has another idea for mole control. I feed a colony of feral cats, <laughs> and they, I don't have chipmunks, I don't have squirrels, and I don't have um, 
I don't have moles. How many cats do you have, Mickey? I'll show you their pictures. I have nine. Nine, nine. is nine too many. <laughs> now, I did not. They came to me. I did not keep them. What am I going to do with them? What do you mean? You feed them? What do you I mean feed them. They're hungry. Well, Walter, but there's cats all over work. our neighborhood. Well, you need to invite them into your yard. And By well, putting out like nine little pans of cat food, and then you go to the poorhouse right. because you've you got too much cat food. Then your family it, says, Daddy, why are you feeding these cats? It smells so bad back here. Oh, well, is this uh, the time of year for moles? I mean, is this... Or, is, yeah, is there just all the time. For... It's all the time. They're hungry. They don't hibernate they estivate a little bit when it gets cooler when the soil gets cool but they don't hibernate they don't go to sleep for six months or three months or something like that and so when they have been resting in the soil and suddenly they think man i've been here for a while i'm hungry let's go get some earthworms some grubs you can try if you want to controlling grubs there are several grub control products if you want to try that i don't think they do well for most situations but you can try that if you like but stomping well, down the tunnels works. Will they eventually leave? Or if you stomp the tunnels, yeah. Yeah. If you mash the tunnels down, sure. Okay, and it's, is it best not to water? Because it, that softens the ground. I'm trying to keep the, the grass alive by watering it, but I started yeah. thinking, well, you're probably making it softer for him to tunnel. Well, that's hard to answer because you're right. You do want to keep the grass alive, but you don't want to make an environment for the mold to live. Oh, yeah, 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 Gary, I'm, I think you've got to make a choice. Either you tolerate the moles or you have brown grass, one or the other. Yeah. And those, those gadgets that emit sounds that they bury, those don't work either? Zero. Uh, Zero chance of working. Okay. And, and one quick follow-up question. Rose, yeah. Rosette, is there, any, is there any update on that? I had 40 roses. I lost all of them for that disease. Have they come out with anything yet or no. still? No, they have a big evaluation project over in Texas where they have, looks like hundreds, if not a thousand different rose varieties, just trying to see, is there any rose that will be resistant to rose rosette? They haven't found a one yet. Well, listen, thank you so much. I enjoy your show. Have a good oh, day. Thank you, Gary. Thanks for calling. Who's next? John? Yeah, John in Sandy Springs joins us. Hey, John. Good morning. Hey, Mr. Reeves. How are you doing today, sir? John, I'm doing great. What's up? So I have a fescue yard, and I am perplexed because of the heat that we're continuing to have. Normally, I've yeah. already dethatched everything, done the fertilizer lime, the works, and I'm just scared to death to do anything, to be honest with you. My fescue's growing. It's not uh, dead. It's thinned out a little bit. I'm paying okay. the $300 a month water bill, and I want to know what your thoughts are on when to start to do all that with this heat we're having right now at 90, 90 95 degrees. Check the soil temperature. Soil temperatures are an indicator of what you ought to be doing. A couple of people this morning already have told me that then they checked the soil temperature is in the high 70s, which is way high yeah, to be doing much of anything. Huh? It was 82 in Dallas. 82. 82 yesterday. in Dallas yesterday. So when you have soil that's that high, the weeds don't really germinate at 82 degrees. The annual bluegrass you're trying to control don't really germinate at 82 degrees. But I think it's probably a good idea to go ahead and put it down and water it in and... Um, water your fescue normally and fertilizes this is a good time to fertilize fescue sure it is yeah. september november february april yeah so you can fertilize as well but the water's got to be a part of it what do you think right. about keep letting the fescue grow longer that's a good idea taller rather than let the let the fescue about half an inch or one notch on your on your mower 
it'd be a little bit taller or more a little yeah, bit taller. Yeah, that's, that's great. I'm actually cutting it as high as I can cut it right now. All right. Well, that's the best you're, you you're can good. do then. All right. Y'all have a good day. Thanks so much. You bet. Thanks so much for calling. I think right, we have time for Heather in Hapeville, but our computer just died. So if Justin could pull up Heather from Hapeville. Justin, if you will punch Heather up, not punch her down, but punch her up. Hey, Heather, good morning. Hi. Hey, Thank you for taking my call. Sure. How can we help? I need some advice about my ficus uh, tree. I have a five-foot ficus tree that I've had since January of 2000. Wow. 19 years. That's awesome. Yes, it was given to me as a gift and remembrance of my husband that had passed. So I take really good care of it, but the leaves are falling off. It's in front of the window, getting it sun and the usual. Did you move it recently? Have you moved it from one place to another recently? Well, you know, we've got the air condition on it and it's close to a vent. Huh. One of the things that Mickey and I both recognize about ficus trees is they move, they lose their leaves when they're moved. If they move from inside to outside, from outside to inside, uh, around the house, if you move them to a place where the air conditioner air just goes all over them and it didn't used to, or the furnace air goes all over them and it didn't used to, all those things will cause it to drop its leaves. It's just one of those adaptive trees that adapts to its environment by, um, by losing leaves or regrowing the leaves when it's time. So what you can do is give it as much light as you can inside the house. You obviously can't keep it outside for the wintertime, and we'll see what happens. You know, it's never been outside. I, I have to try that before we get the cold weather. At some point, you'll get it thicker. It'll look a lot greener. It'll look a lot better if you take it outside and put it underneath a tall tree with bright shade. So consider doing that next year, next spring. It really will look okay. better by the middle of the summertime. Wonderful. Thank you, Walter. Hey, Heather, thanks also, so much for calling. Also, I think, Heather, we dropped there. there. Well, all right. 404-872-0750 is the number for Lawn and Garden. We'll be back after this. It's Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on 95.5 WSB. The news and traffic teams will be here first thing Monday morning to help you get to work on time and informed. Now back to Walter Reeves and his Lawn and Garden expertise on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Lock the door. Don't let anyone else in. We're not going to let anybody else in the Cobb Galleria because at 9 a.m. we don't let the starving, tumbling masses out there. We do not let them in because now the people that we have here in our crowd get to see the home, sh home show for free. We're broadcasting live from the fall home show at the Cobb Galleria. By the way, quick weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing today. A mix of sun and clouds, high of 92, low of 72. Tomorrow we're going for a record. Doesn't that sound good in September? High of 93 and a low of 72. And your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes of 95.5 WSB. Right now, Donna in Gainesville joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Donna. Hello. Can you hear me? Hey. I can hear you great. Okay, great. Uh, what I'm calling about is I have, for about 10 years, I found that uh, some uh, skepernons, wild skepernons, have started yeah. growing in the trees in my front yard. Right. And, uh, and they were doing great in the beginning, but now each year they get their, their grapes growing on them. They're nice and hard and coming up, and there's a lot of them. But then 
by the time the rain starts setting in, and then the grapes all fall when they're hard. And, and mm. this year, I got almost nil, none. Ugh. Is there anything I can do? Wild grapes get diseases. I know they're native and they're wild and they're supposed to be resistant to diseases, but they do get spots on the fruit, and the spots on the fruit cause them to fall before they're ripe. And that's what you have. I don't know which of the five or six different grape diseases that you have on yours. I don't think there's anything you can do, Donna. I mean, think about it. You can't spray up in the trees. You can't no. uh, get anything onto the vine very much. Could so, I, Could I cut them back and let them start over? You could if you want to, but I'm not sure it's going to fix it. They're still okay. the same plants, still the same vines, same diseases. When the grapes fall, they're beautiful. There's no, there's no blemishes on them. Yeah. They just, I, I you know, another thing, another thing I think is it's dry right now. I think that's one of the things that is really the problem is dry. That's probably it right there. I should have thought about that to begin with. It's been a great Saturday morning. Spending it with Mickey Gasway and Ashley Frasca here at the Cobb Galleria. Lorenzo Kemp, the hardest working man in show business, is our engineer here. Back at the station, we've got Justin Elbe, who is taking care of our engineering there, along with Crystal Wheeler, who screens our calls. It's a great Saturday morning, my friends. The Cobb Galleria is the site of the Hall of Fall Home Show, and Pike Nursery is, oh, you know what we didn't say? We didn't say the locations. Where, Mickey Gasway, would you find the Pike Nursery locations having grilling in the garden and 20% off all day long? Where? At pikenursery.com. Thank you. Pike Nursery got time. We will see you next Saturday for another edition of Lawn and Garden.